Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is the Matt Mosley Show, and um, here we are, Fat Tuesday celebration, the Brazos Landing, and it's time for Nikki Collins' appearance on the Mosley Show. Always exciting, especially after a win. And uh, Nikki, how was your uh, how was your Super Bowl Sunday? Did you uh, does the team get together? Do you focus? Do you get pretty uh, into the game? What was uh, or or did you guys like? practice what was uh what was going on for your super bowl sunday yeah super bowl sunday um you know it was our first day off as a as a team as a program in i don't know 10 or 11 days with the nature of the way our games fell so um no we did not we did not get together i think everyone was ready to you know have have some peace i i i was lucky enough to get to go to brunch with my parents and um, my twins. And so that was great. I, uh, took in the acro and tumbling, um, first meet and, uh, then casually watched the Super Bowl like everybody else might've fallen asleep a time or two, but watched it when it was important at the end. So nothing special. Um, yeah. you know, but it was just nice to, uh, you know, have a day and then, you know, gosh, when the Super Bowl was over, then I started, watching OU film and so I, I Super Bowl Sunday ended for me on Monday at like 1 a.m. when I finally had finished the practice plan so typical yeah. day off don't do anything and then leave it all towards the end thoughts on Usher at halftime Ludacris Lil John, Alicia the whole scene did you uh did you get to uh to dial down on that a little bit yeah I wouldn't say like it was my favorite ever I also didn't dislike it I mean you know, it all came down to like what songs, you know, and it's to me when you when you have someone like Usher or you have someone that, you know, maybe isn't, you know, trending right now and in, in some ways a lot of their music, like it it it's the it takes you back, you know, like what were you doing, where were you at, you know, when this song came out and, and the memory. So to me that's the that's the fun part sometimes when it's when it's not just the, the newest music, it's the you know, nineties and two thousands and where were you at? So I enjoyed it. Uh-huh. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it, you know, necessarily in my top five, but I, I definitely enjoyed it. All right. It's like, don't ask me for my top five either. Cause that I'm not one yeah, of those people. I, uh, <laughs> I'm not I a deep track. He's, uh, he's helped himself with his appearance, like 55 million Spotify. I think his, uh, this concert coming up after the performance, sold like 60 to 70 percent it's all like sold out now and it's it's just because he was on super bowl so they don't get paid well to it's do crazy that. because you know <laughs> it's not like his concerts weren't selling out and were cheap before because yeah ironically you know he's been playing in vegas for for a while now and you know i've i've been able through um my agent to get concert tickets for a lot of different um, artists around the country for, for my family, for friends. And so, you know, Tari had been bugging me to get her usher tickets in Vegas. And, uh, you know, I remember thinking like, I don't think they have any connection, you know, there and looking them up going, man, do I want to give her a birthday present? And they were like $600 a ticket. And I thought, <laughs> good Lord, like, 
So, yeah, um, I think he was doing okay before the Super Bowl, but uh, I'm sure it's like kind of in the old days, if you went on Oprah, like you were, you yeah. were getting ready to be um, your book, your whatever it was, yeah. would take off. So, you know, definite canon effect. That many I people think, watching the Super Bowl. I think that's accurate. I um, That was a uh, back-to-basketball uh, Nikki, obviously a big win for you Saturday. You know, I, I'm just kind of, I know that was tough to, you know, BYU. Um, they, you know, it was another one of those situations where kind of got you down on the block a little bit from what I could tell that day. And um, what was the response to that? Because it just seemed like, boy, the, the movement, I was just rewatching the first half. The ball movement was crisp. Um, what was the, uh, I, I guess everybody was just really ready to get back, uh, and, and play another game, but what was your message to the team, uh, after that loss? Because obviously that's, that's a team y'all expected to go in and take care of. And I guess that's a reminder that there's really, there's really no days off in this league. No, no, there's not. I mean, look what happened to the Kansas men at Texas Tech last night. I think that. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we, we didn't start well against BYU. I don't think we went there, um, underestimating them. I I don't really believe in that personally. I don't think we're not like we went in there 14 and 0, you know, we, we were, we were coming in, you know, kind of win one, lose one type situation and wanting to get on a win streak. So, you know, I thought, I thought they were the aggressor early. I thought they did a better job with shot selection. I thought they got in transition and made better decisions, you know, and then when we settled into the game, like we just, we, we couldn't chip away at it. We couldn't get enough stops um, to chip away at it, even though we were scoring in the second half. And so, you know, I think we, we were really refocused on defense going into West Virginia, um, you know, and really taking care of the ball. And I know when you think, oh, well, you turned the ball over 19 times, did you really take care of the ball? Um, you know, they, they didn't, you know, they, in their wins, they averaged 30 points off turnovers, you know, like that is where they, where they make hay. And, and we didn't, a lot of our turnovers didn't lead to points. Um, you know, we had spent, a, you know, it's, you, you have two days to prepare. It's not, and, and coming back from BYU and landing at 2 a.m., really mm-hmm. one of those prep days was simply film. You know, we didn't hit the court on Thursday. So we really did a one-day prep. Um, for West Virginia, but the message was simple. It was no teammate left behind, you know, like this is, this has to be a little bit of a show up and hoop mentality um, because how they play is chaotic in the most complimentary way. Um, I can say that it's, um, you know, but they, they speed you up. They, um, you know, and, and what we did, the best thing that we did tip to finish um was we never let them get on a steal score, steal score type of run. Not that we didn't have spells of turnovers, but the reality is we never let them go on an 8-0 run where they smell blood, you know, and they just come harder and harder. And I thought that was a testament not just to Jada and Sarah, um, who handled the ball a lot, but, you know, I thought Asia and Bugs and Bella and, you know, how we cut into open space, even if it was late, you know, trying to take the ball out of bounds and it's 1,001, 1,002. I'm like, hey, at three, y'all got a break. You know, if Sarah and Jade aren't open, like, and so to not pick up any five-second calls, to not have any 10-second backcourt calls, 
Um, you'd be shocked at, at how many times they create those scenarios. And so I just, I really thought our sophomores were fantastic. You know, our point guard play, you know, we did a good job taking care of the ball and, and, and Bella and Bugs, I thought were really, really good all game long. And, and we had a lot of fill in. I thought Asia had really good moments. Dre made shots. Um, you know, so, so we did, a, we were a little bit more of who we typically are. We shared the mm-hmm. ball, um, you know, and, uh, we kept it really, really simple. I mean, there were probably two play calls the whole game because when you break their press, they're in their matchup zone and it's, it's all about getting the ball to the and make a team from there, you know? So, you know, I, I thought we did a, a pretty good job. Yeah, I, I... I thought I thought so too, and and it was like once you broke the zone and you got that ball to the, the high post a lot of times, and you had somebody uh, running the baseline. I thought obviously when Yaya entered the game, she had a little flurry there where she hit, um, uh, she drove baseline and hit little yep. Paige Bugs with a for a great shot there. But y'all have a tendency when things are going well, y'all will go on one of those flurries. And I really thought y'all put them in a bad situation right at the first of the second quarter. It was nice to finish the first quarter with a 15-11. You had a nice bucket there at the end and and then uh, and then played some pretty good defense. Well, they got a three-point shot now that I'm thinking about it, but still. Um, and then, But you went on that flurry to get it to, like, I think 24 to 13. And that's that's got to be a great sign because you're talking about kind of smelling blood in the water or whatever. That in that moment, it was like it seemed like your team understood the assignment. Like let's let's see if we can deliver one of those haymakers right now, and and that that really seemed like an important point in the game. I thought we were unselfish. I thought from a defensive perspective, you know, it, it helped getting JJ Quinterly in foul trouble at the beginning, but she came back mm-hmm. in the second quarter. Um, but I thought um, our defensive game plan was really really good. Um, against their two starting guards who are their leading scorers. And, um, you know, I thought we didn't really let either one of them be efficient, get going, get stuff, a lot of stuff downhill. Um, I thought our switches, I thought, I thought Fauntleroy was really, really good in her switches in terms of having to guard those little guards. Um, you know, I thought, uh, I thought it was one of, of Bugs' best defensive games of her career. Like, it, it was not because she was ever assigned with the toughest matchup, um, but she rebounded. She covered up, you know, at, at times when we were two-on-one on the backside. I, I thought she just kind of flew around and 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 was there on catches and used her length really, really well. And so um, just thought both of those two, Bugs and Fauntleroy, had great – great defensive games um as well as you know i thought they were they were also obviously efficient offensively and and did a really good job for us but i thought it was their defense that really was was a big catalyst our guards i thought jada really bounced back in terms of her defensive effort um and how she defended uh quinterly and so you know i I did I, i thought it was i thought it was the best we've done um, in a really long time in terms of being really dialed into game plan at both ends. What do we have to do to score? What do we have to do to take care of the basketball? You know, like this isn't a game where I can tell you pass it from A to B, B to C, and you'll just like go down the court. 
no, you're going to have to cut because their coverages change, you know, who they decide to face guard, who to, who, who's open on a flash. Like it's, it's not, you, you have to read open space, you know, so really getting them to think about, that's why we joked about no teammate left behind. Like you just can't leave a teammate hanging out to dry when, when you're open and, and they're being pressured, you got to cut. And, and so I think they really bought into like being really, really simple, but, um, taking care of the ball, moving it with the, with the pass more than the dribble at times. And we still made mistakes. Um, you know, the last minute we, we, uh, mm. we have to be better in end of game situations in terms of what are our decisions? How do we back it out? When do we back it out? You know, but, uh, you know, I, I thought our efforts start to finish was, was really, really good in combination with how we, executed what we were trying to execute we've we've had good effort even in some of our losses we haven't quit you know we haven't not tried to be good we just haven't um done the best job at times of okay who's the most open person you know we've we've had a lot of people in moments like want to be heroes for all the right reasons you know like all the right reasons not not to be on sports center, but like, Hey, my team needs me, needs me to get them going. You know, what we really need is to just move the basketball, you know, and eventually we're going to break the defense down and get to an open shot. And so, you know, sometimes I think we were just, we've, we've tried to do too much and we're at our best when no one is trying to do too much. Yeah. It's, um, I, I I watched that last the very end of it, and I knew that would frustrate you. But again, that doesn't uh, take away from the rest of the game. And uh, I, I was curious before we move on to Oklahoma, real quick. Just what have you done? Sarah has been in this this really rough shooting funk. I thought it was great to see her knock down a three early in that game. I think that was maybe the second bucket of the game for y'all. She hits a three. But when when the, when you have that established and heralded a player, and they get one of these deep funks, how do you handle that? Because it's like you don't want her to stop shooting or be, stop being aggressive. But I don't know. She hasn't played in recent weeks. With uh, she certainly you know had some great assist in that game. But if, from a shooting standpoint, it just doesn't seem like she's had the confidence, and she's just not knocking them down. Yeah, I, um, you know, sometimes it's as simple as putting your arm around a kid and telling them you love them. Like, you know, yeah. I did that in the circle the day before the West Virginia game. Like, I, I think she's um, frustrated. Um, I think the best way to get out of a slump is to practice hard, you know, and that's the thing that especially, um, you know, Coach Green and I have emphasized to her and I think a light bulb has gone off that way. I thought um, her left-handed layup coming off the ball screen, you know, in the first quarter playing downhill, um, that was vintage Sarah of, you know, the last two years. It, Sarah wasn't just a three-point shooter. You know, she wasn't going to live and die at the arc. Certainly it's been her greatest strength, um, you know, but putting pressure, you know, on – what we call the cup that, you know, if, if, if someone's in drop coverage, like, you know, playing and attacking, working her feet, getting downhill, um, you know, she's, she's been so good at that and, you know, she's really gotten away from it and, you know, challenging her to, to put downhill pressure. 
you know, coming off. And, and a lot of it had to do with coming off an injury, you know, not playing basketball for seven months this off season. And I really mean she did not play basketball for seven months. Like it wasn't a, like her return to protocol, like play protocol didn't really start until October, you know, and she, she probably had only done a half dozen workouts from the end of the season as we were trying to figure out what was going on with her feet and what she could do and what she could handle. And, and so I think there's, there was like a little bit of a loss of confidence in terms of her ability to get by people. And it's just because you, you have to rep it, you know, Sarah's at her best and she's in the gym and she's in the gym extra. And I don't know that there's a lot of people um, that really aren't like that. There are some, there are some that, the nature of their skill set, you know, they're they're a beastie offensive rebounder. They're they're things that like maybe you don't have to spend a lot of time repping. You just instinctually do, or you you're built that way. Um, but skill players, they have to practice their skills, you know, and and um, you know, so that that's been the challenge with her. Like we need her. I mean, if you look at wins versus losses, you know, she's she's an X factor, you know, and and um, you know, when you when you go back and you watch some of the close games we had last year that we we pulled out, most of them, you know, it was Sarah had big games, you know, and I think this team we have this year, she doesn't need to go get 25. She doesn't need to go get 29 like she did at OU last year when we upset them up there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, putting pressure on the D, being, being a, you know, she, I, w- I would have, truly called Sarah a three-level scorer um, because she made pull-ups, which she hasn't made so far this year. So, you know, I mean, it's it's easier. You're easier to guard, um, you know, when you become a specialist, you know. And, and I think some of her um, not getting as good as shots from three is, is Jada also, you know, wasn't wasn't making shots. So then – you know, no one's rotating off of Sarah, you know, so I think that combination of those, those two struggling to put the ball in the basket at the same time, <laughs> you know, presents a challenge when you're starting backcourt, not that, that we think of Jada as this big time three point shooter, but if you look at her career, she's been about 35% and that's where she was at early in the season for us. She's not going to take a ton. She's not a high volume player. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, she'd make enough, just like she made the one against West Virginia. It's not like you think she's going to make four in a game, but, you know, you think she's going to make one um, at minimum every other game, you know, so that if people don't guard her, you know, she's going to stick it on you. And I thought that's what she did early in the season for us. So I think with both of them, it's, it's how they play off each other as well. All right. You mentioned it and talking to Nikki Collin, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. The um, Oklahoma has been on a great run, and uh, certainly, you know, at the end of non-conference, you know, maybe they didn't look uh, like they were going to be as much of a uh, a presence. And yet, uh, at the end of January, uh, top ten wins over Texas and uh, at, and at against K State. Uh, coming off, uh, obviously, the uh, took care of Iowa State recently. And it just seemed like, I think it was Verholst, Verholst who had a, like a 25-point game or last outing. What do, you, uh, what do you see from the Sooners before tomorrow night's game? What's been working for them? And what will be the key to, because uh, this is going to be a great matchup between two teams that are kind of ranked in the same area. What's the, what's the biggest key? Uh, to slow down this Oklahoma team that's on a great run. 
Yeah, they definitely aren't the same team that got beat by Southern, um, you know, in December. <laughs> they, um, you know, I think they've, they've found their groove. Um, they always play with great pace, but when you're playing with pace and you're missing, um, certainly, um, you know, that, that challenges kind of like philosophically who you are, um, you know, but I, I think what they've done, you know, I think an interesting stat on them is they're number one in the country and made threes in the first eight seconds. Um, you know, and so it's very much about, um, Tot, who's going to get the ball and push it at breakneck pace, and she's looking to find Keys. She's looking to find Burlehurst in the trail. She's looking to find Van. She's, you know, she's she's looking at Sahara Williams on a rim run. And so, you know, they have it's it's almost like Sahara Williams is their Maddie Williams um, from a year ago, and she doesn't have the same skill set. Um, in terms of her ability to to shoot the three as well and playing in the mid-range. But what she does is she runs like a maniac, um, you know, down the middle of the floor and enforces, um, you know, your whole person, your guard back to, to stay in there. And then that leads to, you know, trail threes from Burlehurst and Van. And, um, you know, they're still running 10 players, 11 players, some games. I think this team is a little less balanced, Um you know, Van was the the sixth player of the year for two years in a row, and now she's their leading scorer and obviously a starter. Um, so they don't have the same firepower off the bench, um, but they certainly go to their bench to stay fresh and to keep pace. And so, you know, I think they've just kind of found their identity. Like when you lose um, three 2,000-point scores and Maddie Williams, Taylor Robertson, um and Anna Lanusa, like you, they lost massive, massive, you know, fifth year and sixth year seniors um, who are just the mainstays before Coach Baranchek and after, you know. And so I think, um, you know, it, it just it's taken them a little bit of time, but they're a team that's going to play really, really fast. Um, you know, we've got to do a good, good job of guarding the arc. We've got to do a good job of, of guarding mismatches. Um, you said it, Verlhurst has had her best game of her, her career, um, including Louisville, a highly, highly touted player coming out of high school. And, and uh, you know, but the, the way Oklahoma plays, it's almost as if no shot is a bad shot. You know, they just want a quick shot a lot of times. Um, and so they, they're really confident because they just, they're fearless in their, their offensive attack. Um, and then they, they go, they go get it. They shoot and chase, you know, they know they're not going to make every shot and they shoot and chase it. So you got to be good on the boards. Um, but they also know and come crunch time when they need a bucket, the ball is going to go to van, you know, and she's a really tough guard because she's big and strong enough, enough to beat you on the low block. Um, she's really, really good in the high post. Um, you know, there's not a lot of players that are efficient in the mid-range game. She's one of them, you know, and then even though she's not this, like, prolific three-point shooter, um, she'll beat you with one, you know. So it's – it's um, that's kind of who they are. I think their they're defense, they've played mo- mostly man. They've been a little bit more mixed in the past, um, man and zone, but they're playing about 92% man right now and playing some side-out D in zone, some baseline D in zone, and they'll mix it in. Um, but you know, they, they just, they play really hard and they, they look like they have fun doing it. All right. And, uh, so that's going to be big tomorrow night, six o'clock, five thirty on the pregame here 
ESPN Central Texas, and then, of course, Sunday's game. We've talked a lot about that, but the Jersey retirement game, uh, Texas Tech coming in to Foster Pavilion. That's a 3 o'clock start. Have you um, – you knew there would be tremendous interest in this. Any Anybody uh, have you heard from or, or any dignitaries? Uh, I'm sure you'll – you maybe want to keep some of that a surprise, but uh, has, it, uh, has it been sort of overwhelming, the amount of uh, – either former teammates or folks you're hearing about that want to want to be at that ball game? Yeah, you know, I've pretty much stayed in the foxhole in terms of, like, yeah. trying to coach this team. Um, I certainly have had updates. I had one yesterday. Um, you know, I think the fans will enjoy what I wear, so I'll, I'll just leave, <laughs> I'll leave that. At, there's a little teaser for you. Um <laughs> You know, but I, I think it's going to be just an awesome celebration. I do think we'll have former teammates. We'll have W people, um, Nike people, you name it. There'll be, you know, kind of people who love BG and have loved her, you know, kind of it in every layer, you know, from, from family to, to collegiately to professionally. And so, you know, I think um, our, our sport administrator, Juliana Smith, and, uh, you know, my two operations people, Michael and Micah, have spent a ton of time, um, you know, trying to make this really, really special. So um, now we just need the fans to, to make her feel loved, you know, mm-hmm. and, and foster. So that that's what I'm excited to see is is how they show up and, and respond and, and how excited they are for her. All right, my guess is you're going to be – in a in a um, old school Baylor Brittany jersey, am I am I close? You are way off, um, <laughs> but but fun idea. Like I've 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 done the BG jersey before, uh, different places. Right. But uh, yeah, no, just a little off. But it's okay. It's okay. That's that's a There'll little too no on feathers. the nose. If you're retiring the jersey to show up in her jersey. Yeah, I need to go back to the yeah. drawing board. But um I yeah, now my mind is really racing at, at some of the possibilities out there. Uh but uh all right, Nikki Collin uh has something in store for us on the eighteenth. Show up at three o'clock and you will find out. Nikki, I uh, I appreciate it. Great to catch up with you. Yes, it's always good to catch up. All right, especially after goes. a win, Mosley. Especially after it, a win. I know, but you show up either way, and I appreciate that about either you. Either way, it is. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> it is Nikki Collin with her appearance on the Matt Mosley Show.